Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Live from Vegas at Grocery Shop, it's Kirat Anand with the Rethink Retail podcast. With us for a first-time interview is Chief Operating Officer of Heritage Group, Prabash Kaswadi. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for being here, Prabash. So, Prabash, tell us about Heritage Group. I know it's a newly formed group. Give us a little bit of the background and, I guess, some of the story. Sure. Heritage Grocers Group is only about a year old. However, some of the banners underneath Heritage are decades old. So we have Cardenas Markets, which is kind of the, the original entity, if you will, uh, the chain that's based in California, Arizona, and Nevada. Tony's uh, Fresh Markets that operates in Chicago has about 22 stores there. And then we have El Rancho Supermarkets that is based on Kansas, uh, Houston, and Dallas. Very nice. So as you combine all these different banners mm-hmm. and with your background in technology, yeah. What is sort of like the initiative? What's the goal? Are you leveraging some of the technology? Are you leveraging some of the operations? Yeah. So, I mean, the goal with, with these acquisitions is to kind of leverage the back end so we can deliver better value for our customers, right? At the end of the day, uh, how can we get better buying power? How can we introduce more technology, automation, make our lives easier for our team members in the store level? You know, the big focus is not only at this show, but all year has been with Gen AI. Yes. Giving your technology background again. Are you guys, how are you using that technology or using AI into your footprint and expanding your footprint to deliver success for your customers? Yeah, AI is an interesting topic. It's, uh, it's, you know, everybody gets so excited about it. It's almost reaching a little bit of, I call it AI fatigue, right? It's coming, getting to the end of it. Um, but, but it's really still at the beginning stages, right? Because everybody, nobody, I don't think everybody has successfully figured out how to monetize this properly. Um, I take probably three different approaches. One, number one is as a grocer, we're in the grocery business. We're not in the AI business, right? So we're not in the technology business. Technology is a tool to help us get to the end state. Uh, how heritage grows is through acquisition and organic growth. When we do an acquisition, one of the biggest things that to understand the business is data. So we are actually in the, in the midst of launching or actually in the middle of a POC with Microsoft um, to figure out how we can get the raw T log, so the customer transaction data, really fast, and then having it build. I'm going to get a little bit geeky on you here. Uh, putting it into a data lake, having it build the data bricks and a data lake house, so we can get that data um, to mine that data faster. Then, so that is our first initial foray into kind of the data, what I call the data monitors. Uh, modernization strategy, right? So we got a whole bunch of data that's out there. How do you monetize it? How do we modernize it? Then we are, we're one of the largest Hispanic uh, focus, retail focus uh, groups that are out there. How do we then take that data and monetize it with the CPG con- uh, uh, companies that are eager to get that data, right? So that's kind of a long-term strategy and then a kind of a short-term building blocks in the way to get there. Yeah, I love that. I think what you touched upon is retail media networks, right? Yeah. So um, I love getting geeky about yeah. the data lake houses and, yeah. and all that. And that's okay. actually very true. So we've seen Walmart do it with Luminate. We've mm-hmm. seen Target do it. Kroger does it, yep. right? It strengthens the partnership with the, with, with the CPGs. But I yep. think you guys can even get granular, like you mentioned, yep. 
having that strong focus with the Hispanic uh, uh, demographic. Yep. Um, given now where valuations are, right? Is this a great buying opportunity? I, I think. I think you know the um, retail is becoming challenging, right? The market has changed. The reality is, retail grocery has seen a little bit of a halo through COVID, where your only option was to eat at home. Food at home was the only option. That halo has come to an end. Now, the companies that have invested properly in their technology, automation, process improvement are continue to thrive and do better. The com companies that have underinvested or just used it as a way to probably cash out are now finding a little bit of a struggle keeping up with demands, right? Deflation's a real thing. So sales are coming down. Top line sales are coming down. You got consumers who are being more frugal in their approach on seeing how to invest, where to invest, what to invest, or what to purchase for there to feed their families. So it is definitely a tougher time for some of the smaller retail chains. So I think we do see this as a potential opportunity to kind of expand our grocery network out there for Heritage as a brand to grow. Is it more so to capitalize on markets where you already have a strong footprint like California, Texas, where there's a huge Hispanic population? Or is it maybe to open up a new go-to-market strategy in a state like Florida, which also has a strong mm -hmm. Hispanic population? I, I, think, I think all those are options. We, we, we look at acquisitions probably from a three-pronged approach. We have a organic growth strategy where these are markets that we operate in. We're here in Las Vegas today. We have stores here. We're opening a new store in a few months here before the end of the year. So, so yes, that's organic growth. That's one approach. Second approach is through what we call our tucking acquisitions. So those are tend to be more of a, you know, 15 to 20 store chains that we're looking to kind of tuck in. We did one last year in SoCal, a six store chain, extremely successful acquisition. Those stores are thriving. The communities are very thankful when we, when we go into those stores, make those, invest in those stores, uh, keep employing the, the team members in those neighborhoods uh, and, and, and reduce prices in those stores. The third approach is what we call a platform acquisition. So that tends to be a larger acquisition, kind of like the acquisition that we did with El Rancho going into a new market like Texas, where we didn't have a presence, right? That was a 28-store acquisition. Uh, it comes with a lot more back-end uh, power and warehousing and distribution logistics uh, systems that we want, also want to evaluate and see which ones to keep, which ones to go away. Uh, but those are the three ways that we're looking to grow and three types of growth strategies. Yeah, it sounds like you're wearing your operations hat now versus your tech hat, right? Yes. So, and I, and I love how you talked about entering yeah. new markets, opening mm -hmm. new stores, mm -hmm. whereas a time where we've seen a lot of the big box retailers cut back yep. and shut some doors. Mm -hmm. um, are those opportunities for you to come in? And if you see an empty Walmart or an empty Target for you to say, you know what, this might be a great opportunity for us to come in? A absolutely. Well, the, the store that we're opening, I'll use a good example. The store that we're opening here in Las Vegas happens to be a old Smith's that happens to be a Kroger brand. So they've, the neighborhoods are changing. The Hispanic demographic is growing. So as the neighborhoods change, we see that as an opportunity to go in and take those boxes, employ those consumer, employ those folks that live in those neighborhoods. And, and, and you know, in some cases, going to food deserts where other companies are leaving, right? Chicago is a great, a great example. We're looking at some potential Walmart stores where Walmart has vacated. We think that that's an opportunity to go serve those consumers in those areas. Yeah. Uh, you guys know your customer very on, on a very detailed, specific, granular level. Mm -hmm. We talked earlier about how the Hispanic communities in different uh, geographies might be might vary, yes. like one or two generations being here versus three or four generations being here. 
Can you touch upon that a little bit and sure. how that partnership with the CPGs might? I think, I think yeah. there's probably two different axes in how our consumer changes, right? One is the generational change where, you know, depending on if you're first generation, second generation, third generation, that acculturation, um, you know, span will change your buying habits and your buying behaviors. The, the second axis is where you are from, right? So, you know, people, some companies make the poor judgment of, you know, you know, making, hey, all Hispanic customers are the same. And that is not true. So if you're from Honduras, you have certain products that you, that you are used to buying. If you're from Mexico or even certain parts of Mexico, there are certain foods that you've grown up, you know, eating. If you are from El Salvador, you have a certain different palate. So we look at the consumer in that geography, in that city, and change our assortment to meet that customer's demands and the needs. That's, that's, the, that's the, uh, one of our biggest uh, differentiators as, as a Hispanic focused grocer. Yeah, I love, I love how you put your customer first and even source locally mm -hmm. from their regional countries. That makes a lot of difference. Yeah. Let's touch a little bit about technology. We've got yep. such a big technology uh, audience mm -hmm. here. As you lean in and roll up all these stores, you talked about having different DCs in Texas for your mm -hmm. new acquisition. How are you looking at logistics or monetizing some of the, the, the you know, the, the top techs? Yeah, so, so I think, you know, we, we talked yeah. a little bit before we started the interview. I, I consider myself a recovering technologist, right? Because I started in, in IT and then made my way into business. So, you know, I wear different on the day, wear different hat, right? But everything I look at, I need to look at it from what's right for the business, not what's right for technology, right? So we look and say, hey, what is that technology? How is that technology going to help us? and then drive it. We, when we go in and, and you know, uh, go through an acquisition, we look and say, hey, how can, how can we improve? So first thing we look at is point of sale basics, right? Wi-Fi infrastructure, all the way we're, we're rolling out. We've already rolled out CGO to most of our chain where, you know, at, you know at the new acquisition, we're in the process of rolling out computer generated ordering. We're looking at, we have full-fledged restaurants in our stores. We're doing production planning. And that does multiple things. It makes the store employees' life easier. It reduces shrink and waste, right? Which is an important part of our ESG emphasis that we do as 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 a as a heritage grocer and a consumer. So I think I think there's a lot of things that we're doing with technology that outside looking in from a consumer perspective that people are not aware of. Yes. And for a, you know roughly a you know a mid-sized consumer, I think we're doing some great work. We're also, I mean, I think, I think it's, it, we need to call out today, we launched a partnership, well, we expanded a partnership with Upside. Upside has been a partner with us for a long time, and we're, we started out with them in California. Um, and they were able to bring in new customers because it's, you know, again, the consumer's changing, times are getting harder. They're looking for ability to get a discount. So we're always looking for ways in which, how can we attract a customer who hasn't discovered us maybe? And, and then how can we, if you already are an existing customer, how can you make your dollar stretch? Yeah. Right. I love, I love how you're, you're modernizing these family owned businesses. Yep. You talked about upside, you talked about some of the other technologies mm -hmm. and how you were really leaning in with technology mm -hmm. and also having that customer focus on, on product. Last, lastly, I just want to leave with this one question mm -hmm. is what's in your shopping cart right now? If we opened up your app. Your favorite go, th so, go, go so, to three items, so let's say I, that. I have to confess, yeah. I, I am more of an in-store retail guy okay. than, than, a, than a app ordering guy. So, so if, if I were to shop our stores, yes. I would go through my, 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 my main trifecta. I would say tortillas, carne asada, salsa, and, and my rice and beans. 
uh, and obviously my cerveza, my beer. I love it. I'm going to be, I'm waiting for that invitation. Yeah. That sounds great. That's, that's so. my weekend barbecue <laughs> recipe right there. Well, thank you for your time. This was great. And congratulations on again on being appointed the thank chief, you very much. chief operating officer at Heritage Group. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.